Well, good morning and welcome to Noah's Window. Uh, we got a great start to our week this Monday. Mary Alice and I have been kind of walking through the Psalms a little bit. I'm not, I don't know when we'll stop doing that. <laughs> but we started with Psalm 1 and then Psalm 2, and now we're in Psalm 3. Um, and Psalm 3, of course, is one of yours and my favorites. Mm -hmm. that we've, it, it's kind of one of those Psalms that life has taught us to love. Mm. You know, we've been through the ups and downs of life and because of that, we, we hold Psalm 3 very close to our hearts and of course there is a great song. song. Yes, there's a song <laughs> we love and our worship team has done it and it's oh, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll link the uh, the song that our worship team has done a couple of times. They did it even as recently as, it was my first I believe it was my first uh, Sunday back after COVID, I'm thinking, yeah. that they did it, so. Well, I remember, uh, the song is Thou, o Lord, and it's it's about the psalm. Um, I remember I had a, I was preaching for Woodstock. I don't know if you remember this or not. I was preaching for Woodstock um, in uh, Atlanta. Great, great, great church, led by, for many years, by our dear friend, Johnny Hunt. Mm -hmm. And I was a Sunday morning speaker, but, um, that week there had been a there had been a shooting of a soldier uh, by a terrorist mm -hmm. and uh, I remember they brought his body back from uh, I think Chattanooga and brought it back to Atlanta and there was like all the overpasses were covered with people mm -hmm. and well it turned out that soldier's mother was in that church and I had actually changed that sermon I was going to preach because I just had a real strong sense that uh, that church needed a time of healing. So I knew that before I got there. In fact, I never will forget the, that day the mother put the dog tags in my hand mm. of that mm. soldier who was killed. Um, but I remember thinking to myself, I would so wish, because we didn't have that much time, you know, to talk to the people, the staff there, to get them to make adjustments to their service for the sermon I was going to do. I thought I would give anything if I had asked the choir leader, who's a mm -hmm. friend of ours as well, to do thou, Lord, because I mean, Woodstock has, you know, they've got like oh, 200 voice choir and massive choir orchestra and, and everything. Yes. So I would have thought, I would have loved mm. if they could have done thou, o Lord. And you'll never forget, I mean, we were sitting there on the front seat mm. and all of a sudden I'd never talked to them, had no, I'd never even hinted at what I would like. And I heard the choir and the orchestra begin the early straights of now, mm. Lord. And I oh, thought, wow. wow, God, you have played this to us. <laughs> and he does those kinds of things. He does, yes. Uh, okay. So, for somebody, you could be watching us on Noah's window, like, I have no idea what you and Mary Alice are talking about. Okay, let's get into that. Psalm 3 is a psalm where David is going through probably the hardest time of his life. And if you were with us on Friday, I kind of gave you a little bit of the backstory, so I won't spend as much time as I did Friday. But here's what's going on. David's middle-aged. He's been a very successful king, but he's done a very bad thing. Um, he got a little lazy in his spiritual life. Um, got late. He, he didn't have anything to fill up his time. You know, boredom is the devil's playground. Mm -hmm. He's on top of his palace. He sees his next door neighbor taking a bath, Bathsheba. Uh, and it's not her fault because uh, the bath was in the middle of the house and it, it wasn't covered. Only, only David could have seen it from the rooftop. David knew better than that. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me David didn't know he might see something like that. But anyway, that's for another day. David had an affair with Bathsheba. She got pregnant. David tried to cover it up, couldn't get it covered up. So he had her husband killed in battle so that uh, it would look like David was very nobly marrying the young war widow. He thought he'd covered it all up. But the thing the Bible says in 2 Samuel, by the way, if you ever want to see an old sermon series on this, I did a series called The Thing. The Thing. The thing. Um, and 
it, it wrecked David's life and he, he had a lot of judgment that came in his life from God because of his sin. And, and when you get to Psalm 3, perhaps the most difficult ramification of his sin is there. His son Absalom has tried to steal the kingdom. David has had to leave Jerusalem on the run. He's got loyal people with him, but now he's facing a civil war. And you know, just to interject here too, there's no um, pain like the pain of when your own family member, your own child, someone that close to your heart has turned against you and set out to be your enemy. And if you read this story, and there's a lot of complexity to it, but if you read this story, we know the anguish that he was feeling besides the fact that he's surrounded by an enemy, but that this enemy is his own son. And you know, you, you know and, and add this to this, Muriel, David had to know his conduct contributed. contributed right, absolutely. And you have to go, you need, I would encourage you to go read the backstory because there is a complex it backstory. Is. Yeah. It, it and really and sometimes when we're guilty of something and we're called on to deal with something in the next generation, we're reluctant because we know we were guilty. Yeah. yeah. And so maybe then, um, hope you'll yeah, I, have, I know parents that won't talk to the kids about drugs because they did mm -hmm. drugs when they were, when they were young. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're interested in this, if you want to read this story, it begins in 2 Samuel chapter 11, and you can read the story. Now, I don't. I know if you were with us Friday, you already heard me talk about this and heard Mary Ellen's talk about this. The people went a step too far. Mm -hmm. they, they could have accused him of all the things he did wrong, and they would have been within their rights. But then they said, God won't help him this time. So here's David. He's all alone. He's in a cave. He's running for his life. The nation he loves so much is being torn right down the middle because of his own conduct, and his enemy is his son. Mm and his own son is trying to kill him. So it's just a hard, hard, unspeakably difficult time. We talked about that season last week. But the people went too far. His enemies went too far and they said, God won't help him this time. <clears throat> and that's where David gives us our verse today because he says two things that I love. We're just gonna look at, we're gonna look at this one verse. We're gonna look at verse three because David says two things. He says, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me and then he said, you are the one who lifts my head. Those are just two really important statements. So I wanna spend some time talking about this. David said, first of all, <clears throat> he talks about all the problems he has, but then he says, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me. Now, mm -hmm. this is one of those places where English just will not well, I'm, say the whole thing. I'm just looking down at the NLT. <clears throat> it says, you, O Lord, are a shield around me. That's the right translation because mm -hmm. what David's not talking about here is like a little Roman shield. He's talking about a buckler. <clears throat> and what would happen is a buckler would buckle a full frontage uh, shield and it would buckle it to a shield that would cover the entire back. So it would be a 360 degree shield. So Marilyn, mm -hmm. what does that say to you? Well, um, that God shows us completely. And, and um, it reminds me of Psalm 139 where God is in front of us, but he's also behind us. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, David's got enemies that he knows about. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, he's got frontal attack enemies. Uh, Absalom, the army, but he's also going to have attacks that he doesn't see coming. Mm -hmm. And one of them is, and this is another story for another day, one of them is his best friend and his closest advisor. The guy who has been the closest to David is a guy named Ahithophel. And when David is running for his life, he's gonna hear some messages gonna cut his heart out. Mm. And someone's gonna tell him, Ahithophel, your best friend. And the Bible says his advice was so good, it was like the advice of God. 
Wow. You know, now David's going to be told his his best friend is against him. And, and what's a challenge for David, just for those of you who like to think in strategic military terms, Absalom was stupid. David's son was stupid, as he would mm -hmm. prove. He didn't have the smarts to command a winning army. But with Ahithophel's advice, all of a sudden, Absalom was very dangerous. Mm -hmm. So now David's going to get an attack that he doesn't see. Coming. And notice the next part of the verse. Um, where he said in verse 6, I'm not afraid of 10,000 enemies who surround me on every side. Yeah. So it's a good thing that, that he had that, that shield on every side because he's surrounded by enemies on every side. I just I love that because all of us are going to deal with problems that we can see coming, but there are all these problems that we don't see coming. And, and honestly, those can be the most dangerous because they blindside us. Then David said this, and you know, this is probably my favorite line from uh, Psalm 3, because if you've ever been really down, and like David, you just had more problems than you can count. There are, there are, and, and again, I have a strong personality, and a lot of times I can just shrug stuff off and say, well, I'm going to be fine. You know, I can deal with that. You know, I can absorb that. But you get enough problems, and after a while, you just, you're like, that's too much. And we do something with our body language. When that happens, we hang our heads. Hang our heads. Mm -hmm. In fact, mm -hmm. that's the thing that scares you the most. It isn't does. When yes. you see me, you're like, and you'll say that to me. You're like, mm -hmm. your head's down. And well, in the difficult season, your head was always hanging. And yeah. so when I see that, it scares me. If you've ever been like that and your head is just down because you can't see anything good, you know what it's like to have someone come that you love and just lift up your head. Mm. As if to say, I know right now you can't see anything good. There's hope. Mm. There's a future out there. And that, you know, sometimes we do that for our children. When they're just mm -hmm. down, we just gently cradle and lift up their heads mm. to say there is there is a future even though you can't see it right now. So what do you, what do you think about well, that? Well, it reminds me too, of, especially when you talk about children, of a, a moment of forgiveness. Because when a child has been under a season of correction, that would be that mm. that that feeling of being of, of the judgment even knowing that we're due that judgment but as a child and we come before the Lord and our head is hanging but remember that he's offering us forgiveness if we come in humility in fact that's another thing about about head yeah it shows humility yeah it does and so when and when he lifts our head I believe he's lifting our head to look at him oh my goodness I love that like, I would have preached that someday <laughs> That is great. Well, maybe we're talking to somebody here today that life has just been hard enough. Like David, it's like, God, I've got so many troubles, and there are people that don't even believe God will help me anymore. Mm -hmm. But you can face today because God is a shield for you. Let me say this in, in before the shield thing, before we go back to lifting up the head. When I get a picture of David with this buckler being protected by God at 360 degrees, and, and work with me for a second because this might, might sound a little complicated at first, but it's a really beautiful thought. Um, David often talks about a hiding place. Mm -hmm. And so he would, in other words, for him, that was shelter. Mm -hmm. And I, I understand that. He would, okay, go, to go, a to cave. Cave. He would go to a cave or some anonymous place and <clears throat> just get away from everything. But life doesn't allow him to do that right now mm -hmm. because he's got to lead an army. He's got to, they've got to run for their lives. They have to be on the move. So here's, here's what I see here. Now, this is kind of like eating lobster. It takes a little work, but boy, is it ever good. 
a 360 degree shield would be like a mobile hiding place. Mm, that's good. You know, it's sometimes you can't just go to a cave and get away from everything. You have to stay on the move like David has to stay on the move. But David's like, I've got a hiding place that goes with me wherever I go. Mm. And for all of us who have to stay in motion today, isn't it good to know that God is our hiding place that can go with us wherever we have to go? I think that gives us courage. It does. To, to face these enemies. Yeah, that's great. I love that. And then, of course, maybe someone's watching today and you're like, Mark, my head is down. I just, I can't, I can't look up anymore. There was a season of time I, I had hopes for great things, maybe for a marriage or maybe for a family or maybe for health. You know, whatever you face, and, and don't get me wrong, David's enemies didn't go away that day. Mm-hmm. On the day that God lifted up his head, the problem didn't evaporate. Eventually, God would resolve it. But David was like, even in the midst of my brokenness and difficulty, he lifts up my head. Mm. So our prayer is that you will look to God for that today. Let him lift up your head. You know, there have been times I've been so stubborn in Maryland, you know about some of those, where I'm like, I'm just not going to let my head be lifted up. I'm just going (laughs) to sit here and say, it's all bad. Uh, And that's not a good place to be. You know, we want to be to the place where if the Lord lifts up our head with his word, with his Mm. encouragement, we receive that encouragement. Why don't you pray for us, Mary Absolutely. Let's pray. Father, what an honor and a privilege it is to know that you do surround us with your protection and that you love us so much that even we're in a very broken place that you will lift up our head if we come to you mm. uh, humble um, and looking for your, um, for your touch. And I just pray for everyone who's watching or listening today, whatever season they're in, whatever difficulty they're facing, that as they come to you in humility, Father, um, and in even approaching you just in whatever their brokenness is today, that you would lift up their head and that you would be a protection surrounding them on every side. And we just want to give you praise and glory and honor for that because we are awed by your love for us, especially when we're in a broken time. And maybe a lot of it is our own doing, and yet you still love us and you still will bring uh, uh, restoration if we come to you. And I just pray that you would um, be working in the lives of all those that are watching and listening, that you would wrap your arms of love around them as well as your protection to draw them close to you. May they know and feel your presence today as they walk through this day or if it's at the end of the day as they reflect back. But just may we know you better today than we did yesterday. And we'll give you all the praise and the glory for this. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us on Noah's Window. You know, Mary Alice and I are having fun doing this because this is what we do every morning anyway. It's like we just have a camera on us. And uh, in fact, when the camera's off, we keep talking. We're, yeah, we're, we're, still, we're, still, we're still going about this. <laughs> Thanks for being our next door neighbor yes. and joining us for our morning devotion. So Noah's Window, we love hearing from you. It, it really encourages yes. us. Uh, this is kind of a quirky idea. Mary Alice, you know, I've had this idea for a lot of years. Uh, a long time. I've talked him out of it for so many years. <laughs> but it, if COVID brought one wonderful thing, it was... Well, and real quickly, we need yeah. to point out, you didn't talk me out of it because you thought it was a bad idea no, and you're I just worried that I'd be I overlooked. was worried you had too many I, I thought it was going to be too much but you know well the way, well, the way we're doing it uh, really we, we filmed these in the morning uh, when we just finished reading the Bible so it's just perfect timing to have you join us but your comments and encouragements they yes. mean a lot to us yes. because uh, you know we didn't know if it was a good idea or not we just did it because COVID was here but 
So whether it's on Facebook or YouTube, um, I haven't figured out how to collect comments from Spotify yet. I'll ask my social media expert how to do that. But you can, uh, or you can text, uh, talk to us at 97,000 and we'll collect any comments that you share with us that way, as well as prayer requests. Oh yeah. By the way. Yeah. And I'll tell you, if you need somebody to pray for you, you can't do better than Mary Alice. That's just Mary Alice is a person of prayer. Her mom taught her that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got that with her mother's milk. And so prayer is just really precious to her. And so you got so, you want somebody to pray for you. I, hey, that's who I asked to pray for me. Uh, one of the most beautiful sounds in the world. So Mary Alice just takes my head in her hands and prays for me. Well, thank you for joining us on Noah's Window today. We'll be back, God willing, tomorrow. And we'll see you very soon. God bless.